13, a bi-weekly podcast where one Colgate University community member typically answers 13 questions about their work. My name is Daniel DeVries, and today I'm talking with Associate Professor of Sociology, Alicia Simmons. Uh, You may, if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you may recall that Professor Simmons is one of our very first guests. So we are very excited to have her back today. Uh, Professor Simmons is a social psychologist interested in the intersections of media, race, and politics in the United States. Uh, She delves into big data sets to shed light on subjects that include how race, video evidence, and public demonstrations can impact media coverage of police shootings um, and a whole host of other things. Her new audio lecture series is titled Sociology 101, How Social Forces Shape Our Lives. And um, I wanted to um, give Professor uh, Simmons a chance to talk a little bit about that work. Um, And uh, I believe it can be found on Apple Books. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Very good. We're going to play a little clip here. And then, uh, Professor Simmons, you are going to have 13 minutes to just talk a little bit about this project and um, what it's all about. Sociologists investigate the structure of groups, organizations, and societies, and how people interact within these contexts. In essence, sociologists are people scientifically studying other people. Of course, all of the social sciences, such as economics and political science, focus on matters of fact relating to human thoughts and behaviors. What makes sociology distinct is that it prioritizes group life as the analytic lens for understanding people. Since it studies all aspects of social life, sociology is the biggest tent of the social scientists. Some sociologists are closely related to other disciplines. For example, there are economic sociologists and political sociologists. Others cannot be so easily mapped. For instance, sociologists study diverse areas such as disability and society, international migration, and social movements. This course is designed to provide you with a broad overview of sociology and its insights about American society. It emphasizes five essential concepts, the sociological imagination, socialization, social structure, stratification, and social reproduction and change. It prioritizes four essential competencies, applying and evaluating social theory and applying and evaluating social science research methods. Each lecture will take us to a different part of the plaza, and I'll use these settings to illustrate the key concepts and competencies of the discipline. This course is divided into four parts. Part one is the art and science of sociology. We'll begin by developing the sociological imagination, the critical thinking perspective at the heart of the discipline. We'll also explore how to use scientific theories and methods to understand the social world. Part two is basic social processes. We'll investigate the culture that constitutes people's ways of life, the socialization that shapes one's sense of self, the social structures that influence human actions, the patterned ways that we interact with each other, and the causes and consequences of deviance in society. Part three is structures of inequality. Here, we'll study social stratification, 
how categories such as class, gender, sexual orientation, race, and ethnicity are created and reproduced by society, and how these designations correspond with people's life chances. Part four is social institutions and social change, where we'll focus on large-scale social systems that profoundly impact individuals' lives, and where we'll deal how the social landscape shifts over time. I'm passionate about teaching Introduction to Sociology because it gives students a set of tools that they can use to better understand their lives and the lives of those around them. In his essay, The Sociological Eye and Its Blinders, Randall Collins writes, quote, There is a sociology of everything. You can turn on your sociological eye no matter where you are or what you're doing. Stuck in a boring committee meeting? You can check the pattern of who is sitting next to whom, who gets the floor, who makes eye contact, and what is the rhythm of laughter, forced or spontaneous, or of pompous speech-making. Walking down the street, you can see the class and ethnic patterns of the neighborhood. Look for lines of age segregation or for little pockets of solidarity. Caught in a traffic jam, you can study the correlation of car models with bumper stickers or with the type of music blaring from radios. There is literally nothing you can't see in a fresh way if you turn your sociological eye to it. Being a sociologist means never having to be bored. He's right. Being a sociologist means you never have to be bored. If you take the concepts and competencies from this course and apply them to your daily life, you'll be forever changed too. Are you ready to see things differently? There is so much that I want to show you. In this lecture, I will introduce myself and broadly define the discipline of sociology. First, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Then, we'll spend some time defining the discipline. Third, we'll turn to topics of sociological interest. And then finally, I'll talk a bit about sociological careers. All right. So, Professor Simmons, you have 13 minutes starting now. Well, Dan, thank you so much for having me today. I am so excited to share my new project with you and the rest of our community. So I teach Introduction to Sociology, and in thinking about my own career as an undergraduate, I started out as a chemistry major. I love science, and I wound up taking Intro to Sociology to fulfill a distribution requirement. And wow, I loved that class. It was just so interesting and wonderful, and I said, this was a great experience. And then I went and took Organic Chemistry. And for those of you who have taken organic chemistry or have known someone who have taken organic chemistry, it was quite a year in my oh, sophomore year. Yeah, yes. So by the end of my sophomore year, I said, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. What on earth is for me then? And so I turned to Cosmopolitan Magazine, as you do. And Cosmo said to me, think about what you love. What, what is it that you really want to do? And I said, well, you know what I love? I love people watching. Hey, what's that person doing? Oh, why are they dressed like that? Where do you think they're coming from? Where do you think they're going? Why are they saying that? That's what I love, people. And then I said, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Oh, I took that class last year. Maybe I'll go take another one of those. And so I looked at my advisor and I said, look, I'm taking the semester. I'm going to go try out the sociology thing. I'll see what happens. I'll let you know. 
And, you know, she said, great, go, go do that. And so it turns out that I am a scientist. I'm just a social scientist, not a natural scientist. Um, Intro to Soch changed my life. And so in thinking about my career here at Colgate, I teach Intro to Soch usually once a year, usually two sections. I usually see about 50 students every year in intro. And I think that class changes their lives too. Uh, in thinking about what intro to sociology does, sociology, study of social life, social change, social causes and consequences of human behavior, right? Social, social, social. Sociology is about living in the group, right? And in thinking about living in the group, it affects everything you do. Everywhere you are, your sociological imagination can be awake. Um, even if you're out in the middle of the forest, is it a national park? How did that become a national park? right? That's interesting stuff. Sociology is the study of life. Um, I think that, you know, I think back to my earlier interest in chemistry and to do chemistry, you go into the lab, right? And you have a test tube. And of course I can look at anything in the world and say, oh, look at your atoms and where did you come from? Sociology, our lab is the world right in front of you, right? You are always doing sociology. So, I love intro, right? You can hear that I love intro to Soch so much. And I had the opportunity to do a series of lectures to share this with other people. Um, so the lectures cover, it really tracks the intro to sociology class that I teach here at Colgate. Hmm. So in thinking about some of the things I talk about, part one of the class is all about the art and the science of sociology. Um, you know, everybody says, oh, well, I've been living in the world this whole time. I know how to study people. I know people. I say, mm, we are science. You see that part in the end that says science, right? And so we talk about what do sociologists do? What are our topics that we study? What do we assume about the world? Uh, you might have heard me mention earlier the sociological imagination. That's the core concept of our discipline. And what the imagination says is that there are personal troubles, right? Everybody has drama in their own lives, right? Personal troubles, but then there are also public issues, right? And what sociology says is that the individual drama of your own life is really a reflection of the broader social forces that are acting upon you. I know your drama feels intimate and personal, but people all over society are having that exact same drama at the exact same time. Uh, you can look at one kid and say, wow, this kid needs a tutor. They need to be helped through this education system. There are millions of kids in that same spot. And why is that the case? What is it about society, right? So that's what the imagination is doing. The imagination also thinks about history and biography, thinking about your historical moment and how that profoundly shapes where you are. And so I look at my students at Colgate and I say, hey, look at us. We're a room full of men and women. I'm a biracial person, right? And we are all in this room together learning. Dial back 100 years, this is not what's happening. Right. Uh, so the sociological imagination, it's a critical thinking tool set, right? Like that's how we think about the world. So part one, all that stuff. I also talk about methods, um, how we do surveys, how we mm -hmm. study people. I love methods. I'm kind of a nerd <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Um, so part one is all of that kind of stuff, right? Setting up the discipline. And then part two of the course is basic social processes, the fundamentals of how the world works. And so, for example, we talk about culture, 
right? What are the things and ideas that make us us? We talk about socialization. How do you become a person in a society, right? If you are dropped into one place, you're going to turn out to be a very different person were you not dropped somewhere else. Um, We talk about interaction. How do things unfold, right, between two people? Um, Some interactions are conflicts. Some are dominations, right? Thinking about those sorts of things. Uh, We think about drama, right? The whole world is a stage. And so we think about how interactions unfold and can be thought of as a set of dramaturgical techniques. And then I end that section with deviance. Um, Who doesn't love talking about deviance? And as we think about society, we always think about how does society bring us together? How is it cohesive? How does it control us? But then the flip side is what does that resistance look like? Um, You can become a society member in good standing, but you can also lose that. Um, So we end with deviance, which is a lot of fun. Then in part three of the course, we talk about structures of inequality. And in thinking about sociology as a discipline, we are social tinkerers. Um, We look at society and we're constantly trying to say, how can society better reach its ideals? Every society, every group has some goals. Where are you meeting your goals? Where are you falling short? Function, dysfunction. And so when we talk about structures of inequality, um, we're talking about how society functions and how there is hierarchy. And with that hierarchy, there is a differential distribution of power, of goods, of services, et cetera. And so we break down society and start thinking about what does social class in the United States look like? How do sociologists think about that? Then we do sex and gender and sexual orientation. How do our lives differ based on where we fall in those categories? Uh, Then we do race and ethnicity. Um, And in thinking about each of these sections, I both paint out what are the empirical facts of life in the United States? I very much focus on the United States. Um, So what are the empirical facts characterizing this society? And then explaining why, explaining how, what are the mechanisms behind this? You know, it's one thing to say, okay, here are what your poverty rates look like, but don't you want to know why? And don't you want to don't you want to know what we might do in order to change those things? So that's what we're talking about. And sometimes people say sociology, it's such a dismal science. It is a hopeful <laughs> science. It is a hopeful science. Nice. Um, one needs to know what's going on in order to do something different. Uh, right. So we do all of those inequality dimensions. Um, and thinking about race and ethnicity, I also talk about prejudice and discrimination. As you mentioned, my work is I'm a race scholar. Uh, and then in the end, we end with social institutions. Um, if you think about social life, as I started with, we are individuals, but we are all embedded in things like governments and religions and class systems. And so we talk about how these big abstract ideas, capitalism, right, how that shapes the world that we live in. Um, I had a million more topics that I wanted to talk about. That's what I say to my students at the end of every semester. I tell them I wish I had you for another 10 weeks. But that's not entirely true because I'm tired at the end of this. <laughs> About how long? How long is the is the series altogether? Twenty one lectures. Wow! And each one is about twenty two minutes. Okay, nice. So that's like bite size. Yeah. Oh, nice. Is your audience um, everyone, or did you kind of think about tailoring this for specific? You know, is this like more for adult learners or more for 
teens or, you know, college students? Or what did you think of when you when you were putting it together? Well, I hope that it has very broad appeal. So in thinking about sociology, what's exciting is, as I said, it's that stuff of life. And so what I'm not doing is I'm not trying to introduce you to organic chemistry. You don't know anything about organic chemistry. Let me I don't. Start. Um, right? <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about culture. I ask my students, tell me what culture is. What is American culture? What do you say to somebody? And they start talking about baseball and apple pie and individualism and big trucks, right? And okay, so you know about culture. Culture, sociologically speaking, is a bunch of stuff, those baseballs and the apple pie, but also language, right? We can think about English, American English. We can think about Southern English, right? Versus I'm from the Northeast. Um, So language, symbols, norms, right? These rules that we have, our values, our beliefs, right? And so you know culture, right? I can say, tell me about American culture, but now I've just broken culture down into a set of categories. And we can use those categories to think about the United States, Mexico, Argentina, right? And we can just port this around, not only the United States today, but the United States 100 years ago, 200 years ago. And so I think that this class is widely accept, um, widely accessible. Now, there's not a lot of jargon in it. I'm talking about things that you've seen, and now I'm helping you think conceptually about them. Mm-hmm. And I'm also sharing some facts and insights that maybe you haven't heard about or haven't seen before. A little bit of that. Um, as I was doing this course, you know, I, I think about my intro to so students, and they say, I'm going to come home. I'm going to bring this book. You know, my mom is going to read this book or I was telling my sister, blah, blah, blah. Um, I tell students when they come into this class, this class is going to follow you for the rest of your life. If you're going to continue living in the social world, I have something to say. Mm. And so as I was thinking about this, you know, I'm hoping that my students recommend this to their parents. I hope that my students recommend this to their friends that can't get into intro. Um, The wait list is long. I'm sorry, (laughs) students. Believe me, I I want every single one of you to get in. So I, I think that this is widely accessible. Uh, I hope people enjoy it. I hope it helps them better understand both their own lives and the lives of those around them. I think sociology helps you become more empathetic, right? More understanding of those around you and more knowledgeable about your own life, right? Um, yeah, as you can hear from my voice, yeah. I think it is the greatest. I am so excited to share it with a wide audience. I hope people enjoy listening to it as much as I have enjoyed putting it together. Well, thank you so much, Professor Simmons. That is very interesting. I can't wait to check it out myself. I've only listened to a little bit, so um, I will absolutely be downloading it. Um, That was our very special episode of 13. Uh, Make sure to tell your friends and family about the podcast, as always, uh, and make sure you let us know how we're doing. Email 13 at colgate.edu. That's 13, the number, with your thoughts or ideas. Um, I want to thank everyone again for bearing with us as we continue to record via Zoom remotely. And I hope you all have a wonderful week and keep asking questions. Thirteen is a production of the Colgate University Office of Communications. Audio engineering by Brian Ness. Logo art by Catrail Pritz. Executive producer, Laura Jack. And I'm your host and producer, Dan DeVries. Visit colgatemagazine.com 
and colgateresearchmagazine.com for more in-depth faculty research stories.